Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We here at the CEP Network are always looking for sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are looking to promote and want a shout out during one of the shows, reach out and let's see what we can do. It's that time of year again. The nights are getting cooler and fall is here. Cool weather means posting up in your favorite cozy spot with a cup of your favorite coffee, tea, or whiskey. Cool weather also means bonfires, hoodies, and putting your favorite beer or soda in a koozie. Well, we have you covered in all of those areas. Head over to buyjack.com CEP and get a hold of a mug, koozie, or hoodie and support Raised on the Radio and look great doing it. In this episode, we talk about the COVID vaccine mandate and Aaron Rodgers' take on it. We talk about the Astro World Festival in Texas where several people died during a crowd surge, UFC 268 from last night, and much, much more. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. And as always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. Last week, Patrick released a new song with his project Rocky Rocky called After All, and I think you're really going to dig it. So we're going to play it on here on Raised on the Radio, and it's going to lead you into the episode. Enjoy. So I hold you close And I won't let go And to tell you to Be who you wanna be You don't have to
fight anymore You don't have to say I will fret you are I am the one who's gonna stay here Until all the pain is gone I'll be Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual, and I'm digging the background yet again. This is going to be a thing now, I guess, but I'm okay with it. Might be a thing. Might be a thing. Or I'm just going to move to wherever you live, and we're just going to do it in studio together. <laughs> Find me a job. I don't. There. I do not see that happening by any What is there to do for work chance. where you live? Uh, chopping wood. Seriously, there's got to be more. <laughs> McDonald's hiring. Probably. Oh, man, I'm glad you said that because uh, how I wanted to start the show off today kind of talks about McDonald's a little bit. So, uh, you're kind of a, a judgy person. Would you say that? What the fuck? Would you say We're that? Starting off, starting off that way. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. No, okay. Judgy? No. No. The, okay. I think. So, the other day, I was driving through McDonald's drive through which I don't do very often. Okay. Now I'm about to be judgy. I know. See, exactly. I knew this was going to happen. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. So, I was driving through McDonald's drive through and when I pull up, the first thing they ask me, and I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but the first thing they asked me is, are you going to be paying on like a McDonald's rewards card kind of thing? Didn't know they had those, but go on. I didn't either. But the first thing that popped in my head was you. And I thought, okay. do you like how hard would you judge somebody if you knew that they were on a McDonald's rewards program that they're paying for McDonald's through? How much would I judge a person a person who eats McDonald's so much exactly that they have rewards dollars exactly? I didn't know that was a is that that's not real really it's it, it's not called that I can't remember what it is but they but when you pull up that's the first thing they ask you is are you going to be paying this way? And I'm like, uh, I, I got to kind of sound condescending when I tell them no. Like I, can't. I mean, I guess if you, I mean, yeah, I would, I would judge you for sure. <laughs> what did you get? What did you get? Um, okay, I don't I remember. Mean, you don't remember what you ordered from McDonald's. I think it was There's five things on the menu. Yeah. I think it was like a double quarter pounder or something. I don't, I don't eat there very often. It's rare. But, and also you you got fast food. Why did you do that? Why McDonald's, dude? You That's don't poison. you don't. I, know, I understand that, but you don't. There's not a Wendy's nearby. No, there's not. I'm telling you, man. There's not much down here. I have the option of if if we're going fast food, I have the what option of McDonald. I do have a Hardee's, but it was in the next town over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That means yeah, driving up the highway a little farther to get to it. <laughs> you got a double quarter pounder. Uh-huh. Fries with that? Absolutely. What'd you wash that down with? Mountain Dew Code Red. No. It was a Coke Zero. Went for cancer instead of sugar. Uh-huh. I, I, I yeah. dig it. I dig it. Which one, one? One of them had to be healthier than the other, though, right? Coke Zero's got to be healthier than that burger. No. It's a lot of uh, a lot of processed chemicals put into food and beverage form. 
and we're and we're talking and, and we're like Coke Zero. and we're also talking about like people who do this three, four, five times a week, who are well, using McDonald's rewards, rewards dollars. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I have rewards dollars. It's dude, like um, Walgreens, like the grocery store I go to. Well, that's di- that's different. That makes though. sense, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Or like uh, gas stations. Like if you have one gas station that you go to to get your gas all the time, yeah, you know, and you can get like a certain, you know, 30 cents off a gallon of gas or whatever if you use your rewards or whatever. That that makes sense yeah. to me. But man, I, I just, when I, when I heard it, you were the first person that popped in my head whenever they asked me that. I was like, whoa, I don't know. Not. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a good business practice for them to have it. Mm-hmm. Now, is it good for everyone's health? No, but there are legitimately people, and we know this. I mean, this isn't anything new. It's like we're just now discovering this, you and I. But there are people who legitimately do go there, if not every day, two to three times a week. Yeah, absolutely. Perhaps even four times a week. Mm-hmm. But there, are, there are people that go there every day. Yeah. You, you know what's always been a weird uh, sort of tradition thing that I've noticed is you ever notice like, there's like always the, if you go into a McDonald's, there is always the group of old people with the newspaper and the coffee. They like congregate at McDonald's and mm-hmm. that's like their hangout spot. Mm-hmm. I said to my wife, I go, look, when I'm in diapers and you have to wipe my ass, we better not be at McDonald's every morning. We better be doing something cool. Anything else. I don't want to live my last days at McDonald's. You know, What's odd to me, I think, is that it's, doesn't it seem like it's always been that way? Like, even when you were a young kid, yeah. when you would go into a Hardee's or you would go into a McDonald's or something in the morning, it's always, like, you've always got that group of old guys. Like, that's yeah. their, that's their thing. That's their, that's their meeting spot. And it's, I mean, cool. I mean, uh, that's, look. And I want to know, where, I, I want to know where they, where they found the newspaper. <laughs> where do you find one of yeah. those anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad still reads the paper. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like his his morning ritual. Uh, he doesn't go to McDonald's, but he does it at home. Coffee, <laughs> newspaper. Yeah. Wow. Um, which good. I mean, people should still be reading something. I don't take it. We don't read anything anymore. Well, we do. It's just in a different form. Well, maybe. Maybe. We may people not. We, like, we, yeah, we I, may I not. read the book. I'm like, did you? Yeah, the audio book. No, you didn't read anything. <laughs> Matthew, read anything. Matthew McConaughey read it to you. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Freeman read it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, and also, when I'm that age, like... Or I'm saying, being that age, like, having friends, that's got to be good for their health. You know what I mean? Like, mentally. like Yeah, for sure. You know, you hear the stories about, like, someone who... Not a coma, necessarily, but had a major sickness happening, but then, like... They kind of got like a, a recharge, like a jolt of life when they started being around people again. Mm-hmm. Like I heard those stories during ugh, fucking COVID. Might as well get into COVID. Why not? Every episode we got to talk about <laughs> it for a little bit. But I heard those stories during the pandemic of 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 a person who, and I'm not going to say who told the story because I don't I can't verify if it's true because this isn't someone that I know. But you know, someone who got COVID and got really sick, and doctors had kind of given up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they started letting family come into the room finally and the person all of a sudden hey they're better it's just that sense of like human the human element and the you know just the I guess the, the energy it brings to you 
just being around people. So anyway, I mean, it makes it, is, it makes sense if you think about like people who are really depressed and stuff like that. One of the major thing, major parts of that is being um, a major introvert, you know, and not yeah. really deal, not really having the comfort, I guess you would say, of of other people. And I think that just worsens depression for people. They may yeah. they may not notice that. They may not realize that. They don't want to be around people because they are introverted. But yeah, it's it's a it's a need. You know, for thousands and thousands of years, it's always been. You know, people have always been there. Of course. Speaking of COVID and needing the comfort of other people, does Aaron Rodgers have friends? Do you mean to, to tell Seriously. him he's making bad decisions or? Yeah. Yeah. And also <laughs> you're an asshole. You're an asshole. Uh, okay. Give me your reasoning on why he's an asshole. Look. Just because he didn't get vaccinated? No, no. Okay. See? No. Okay. I keep saying, if you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. Okay. Again, expect there to be something that happens if you didn't. Like your employer tells you, you no longer have a job or whatever. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. That's on you. It's your body. Do what you want to it. And he, did you, did you see his statement that he made? Did you see when he went on the Pat McAfee show and talked about? I seen, I seen that he was on there, but I didn't get, I didn't watch it. Okay. So what he said essentially is he started with, this was a health decision. It's my body. I made the decision for my own health. Now, had he cut it off there? Bravo. Right. Cool. Because that's what everyone who doesn't want to get vaccinated should say. Yeah. But then he said, well, this is a political, it's a political virus. And I'm not going to, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to succumb to the, the, the orders of some woke revolution or something like that. And I'm like, dude, you couldn't have just left it at it's my body. I was worried about putting something in my body. That's it. And then you said, it's a political thing. Well, you made it political by saying it's political and then calling out the woke culture. Who's trying to force you to get vaccinated. Just shut your foot. That's what I'm saying. Who are his friends? He should have run that by someone before he said it publicly. I, if I was this friend, I would be like, whoa, 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 stop right there. You're done. That's all you need to say. He doesn't have friends. I'm sorry. What? And, it, and I saw people on Twitter, like Bravo. Another per, another athlete, another celebrity standing up to the the, the powers and, 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 you know, I'm like, no, not Bravo. What woke culture is he talking about? The doctors? Health professionals? Is that who, who are you talking about? Well, let me ask you. Who's telling like. This this whole thing wouldn't be happening if he didn't test positive for COVID, right? Like, isn't that what started all of correct. this? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. I like. I like. Tell me them. I un- I understand what you're saying. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like. I like I him hate as a Aaron Rodgers. I know you so do. I know you do. Fathead. <laughs> In his man bun. <laughs> Go ahead. But no, I I've, I've always liked him as a quarterback, and I he's not one that's ever like in the media for this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like this is a this seems like a new thing, and I know he's doing it for what he thinks is the right reasons. Cause he thinks he's standing up for somebody and he thinks standing up for himself, but also standing up for a lot of people out there who are saying the same thing. 
However, okay, let's stop there however, for a okay. So you said he's never been in the media for something like this before. What do you mean by that? Like, what kind of controversies have you seen him involved in in the media? Non-sports related, meaning not something to do with his contract, not something yes. to do with the Packers. Yes. This would be the first, but I think if anything, if history has proven one thing, it's that he's kind of a shit disturber and he only cares about himself, right? Mm, why? With the contract situations and things he says about wins and losses and teammates and this and that. I don't uh, know if he's necessarily a spokesperson for team. Yeah, but I mean, did, did did you? But did you listen to like when all that was going on? What his reasoning behind why behind everything was? Like when people thought he wasn't coming back or or started getting mad. Yeah. Like, what was his reason? Because he he wanted and okay. You said that you think he's selfish, but he he wanted to be involved in a lot of the processes as far as like getting quarter, a new quarterback in and stuff like that. He knows he's on the back end of his career. He understands that, but he wanted to be involved in bringing somebody else in for the good of the organization itself. That sounds like him trying to save face. That's what that that sounds like to me. Okay, maybe. And also I think he's just upset that they couldn't find a helmet to fit his fat head. All right, go on. I, I, I listen, listen. Saying, if they can like find this, a helmet to fit, to fit Ben Roethlisberger's head, they can find one to, to fit Aaron Rodgers. I'm just naming all the quarterbacks couple, that you hate. A couple of domes there, man. All right, go ahead. So, Okay, so, I mean, I guess I agree with that. Yeah, he hasn't done anything like this necessarily. Go ahead. All right, sorry. So well, that clears that up. That's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. That's cool. I mean, that's all I really got. I, Not that I, I'm I, against you, but I'm just saying it. Yeah. Okay. I was. I'm. Right, we'll my, my point was is that if you've, if it's a quarterback or a player in any in any any team for any uh, organization, NBA, MLB, whatever, if it's somebody who's in the news, you know, quite often for stupid stuff or for making yeah. stupid comments in the media or something like that, then I get it. But th- he's not one that does that. And as I said, I think he just thinks he's standing up for himself. And standing up for some for other people who feel the same way, he just he could have left it as you said just at the beginning of I didn't want to put something in my body that I don't un, I don't understand or I don't know what it's going to do to me and what the long term effects are. He could have ended it there, but I think a lot of people also just end it there and don't go into exactly why they feel the way they do. And I don't think you need to. That's the problem is we feel like if someone says I'm not getting vaccinated, they need to have some soliloquy on health. And it's really like, no, I'm I don't know enough about it. I don't want to do it, period. It's me. It's my body. Right. But we 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 force everyone to give these these reasons. It's like, why? Like Kyrie Irving, fine. You don't want to do it. You didn't. That's all I need. It's all I need. But everyone else or majority needs some sort of uh, of backstory and it's like look these and that's that's the distinction to make also is like what you just said he said well i'm doing it for myself well if you're doing it for yourself then you're not doing it for anyone else and that's the other thing is like because they are athletes in the public eye they feel like they have to say well i'm doing it because it's a health choice and then they think they need to make that choice for everyone else who doesn't want to do it no it's just about you Right. Aaron Rodgers didn't 
avoid the vaccine because he was thinking about anyone else other than Aaron Rodgers. And that's when we got to stop like Okay, but stop asking these guys to use their brains and like prove that there's some sort of intelligent mind when it comes to these things. Okay, but let let's say 30, 40 years down the road or even, you know, even sooner than that, we start seeing that there's long-term effects that come along with the vaccine. Okay, let's do this. Fine. If we're going if we're going to go conspiracy minded with this, let's say there let's say there's long-term effects that happen with this. Do you mean like all the other long-term effects from all the other vaccines we we've taken? Like those long-term effects? Why that's that, that's an, a comparison that you can't really make. Okay. You're ba- you're basing it off of other vaccines when this is a completely different vaccine. Very true. <laughs> My point, go ahead, go ahead. I know what you're go saying. Ahead. I know what go you're ahead. saying. But anyways, what I'm saying is, okay, say 30 years down the road, we see that there's a, these massive long-term effects that come with this vaccine. I'm not saying that's going like to happen. A third nipple or something? Uh-huh, or something, yeah. Something along those lines. I want a third nipple. Do we do we, we change our mindset? And do we look at, uh, like, what you're saying now, do you still say those same, same things 30 years from now, or do you say, I should have been looking at this differently? If I'm Aaron Rodgers or if I'm me? Either way. So you're saying Aaron Rodgers is some kind of a hero if oh 40 my God. years down the no, line you're all start throwing <laughs> no. three dicks? Or no, I don't, I don't no. I'm just, I'm just saying that you're adamant about saying that he's doing this for himself, yes. not, for, not for anybody else, and maybe and so. And that's okay. And not, yeah, and, but I'm saying that's not necessarily a bad thing. I understand we need to be looking out for other people as well. And get, Same thing, then. And if the vaccine it's is not do- a bad thing. And if the vaccine is doing what it's supposed to be doing, then getting it does look out for other people, and that's a great thing. But, you know, I I also don't disagree with what he's... Now, like, throwing in the whole woke community and all that kind of stuff, you don't have to say that. You don't have to to, uh, downgrade a community or however you want to say it. You don't have to, you know, throw those people in. But, yeah, I I, I just wonder if, you know, years down the road we start having any kind of effects... May happen, may not. Who knows? Do we should do we look back and be like, well, maybe we were forced to do something that we didn't want to do, and maybe we shouldn't have. We're essentially saying the same thing. All I think he needed to say was, "I'd made a decision for myself," and that should be okay with everyone. Period. Yeah, for and sure. It's okay yeah. with me. Right. But he didn't say that. He had to be cute. Like we expect of all these other athletes and all these other celebrities who didn't get vaccinated, and he had to give some sort of uh, some sort of intellectual reason as to why he made a decision for himself. He made a decision for himself. Period. Done. That. And I again, I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. It really doesn't bother me at all because it doesn't impact me at all. I don't want to go to Green Bay. Green Bay sucks. He sucks. <laughs> Fuck the Packers. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, what was the last thing you just said? Oh, you just. Uh, About the woke community and stuff, throwing that in there? Yeah, he didn't need to do that. It made no sense. It's, it, 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 again, that, that was, didn't need to be said, but then you, you said something else. I also wonder, like, the Pack of McAfee shows a little bit. Um, I wonder if that had to do with how he came out and explained everything. Just because I don't know, like the interview style of Pat, entertaining. 
Yeah, kind of. You know, versus if he was like on a new, you know, on a new source or whatever, I, I think he may have not have said those things. You know, I actually thought about that and I thought about him going on a show with former NFL players and there being that camaraderie of having to make that decision uh, based on the jobs they all shared, right? Uh, yeah, I think it might have influenced him to maybe speak freer than he intended. Perhaps I don't live inside of his giant head. Um, yeah, I actually did think about that. He's been on that show before. I want to say, okay. but, um, I, I, I want to say he's been on that show before. I don't I'm, watch it. It's it just like the, oh, the, but you said the, you, the, 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 before you go on the, the feeling of that show is that you're not really worried about that. You're, what you're saying is going out to millions of people. You know, it's not like being on the news. It's more like you're having a conversation with Pat McAfee. Yeah, but it's going to get out to millions. I know. Of people. I get that. I'm just saying. Issue. I'm just saying the feeling of the show isn't that way. It's more like you're just having that conversation, and you you sure. you're more liable to, you know, maybe say things that you wouldn't say on a, another news source. Or be a, maybe be a little uh, more real. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, but I think, I guarantee you, he doesn't have friends. He has a publicist, and the publicist said, yeah, say that. You'll be a hero, regardless of what show you, you're on. You say it on. He's not just going to go on a show in front of millions of people and willy-nilly just talk about COVID. He, he ran that by some sort of, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, but it wasn't a good friend. It was someone looking out for their own bank account and not Aaron Rodgers' best interests, right? You said that you said that we're being forced to get the vaccine. So that's where the larger, the larger, larger issue at hand comes into play. Um, and that's where I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer. I don't have an argument against that necessarily, and I don't have an argument for that. Well, let me. Okay, so like just na just recently in the past week, there's been a lot of stuff in the in the news saying that Biden is trying to put an emergency stamp on uh, mandating the vaccine. Normally, when you put the word emergency on something, when it comes to stuff like this, it's going through, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And it seems yeah. like there is a being there's a lot of pushback going on right now. Like there was the mandate was supposed to be happening, and then now there's a halt being put on it. So, yeah. uh, my my issues right now lie with the children situation because now they're it's coming across that you can give it to five to eleven year olds. Right. Uh, I understand that like when kids go to school. Before you can go to school, you have to have uh, these different immunizations, these different vaccines to before you can even go to school. Right. So if this goes through and does like, do you think they're going to throw this in as like the COVID vaccine is something you have to have to be able to go to school? And if that's the case, how many parents start freaking out? Like, what if this happens next year? Your kid wants to go to school in August. You want your kid to go to school, but they have to get the COVID vaccine and you're not for that. What do you do? Do you have to homeschool now? I think uh, you're looking at it at the very most extreme. 
I, uh, this is a what if scenario. I'm not saying this is what's going to happen and this is what they are trying to do. I'm just saying, I'm just looking at it as could this be a possibility? Yeah. Yeah. Again, right or wrong, I don't know. But yeah, it's a definite possibility. Does it bother you if your son was going to school next year, if yeah. they were going to force him to get the COVID vaccine? Does that bother you or does it not bother you? Uh, it doesn't bother me, okay. but I also don't look at it like he's being forced to do something. Okay. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like, what are the pros and cons? Meaning, is this good for him? Is it bad for him? Forget about what I believe. Again, this, we're, 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 we're looking at things from a very sort of white and black left and right, red and blue. Uh, we're, we're looking at it through those. Let me think about how to say this. So ultimately, you know what I'm saying? We're not looking at it so much as a health issue. We're still looking at it as looking at it as a political thing. You know, I'm not anti-vaccine on any level, you know, I understand that. Um, do I think I'm being lied to about this vaccine? No. Do I think the vaccine was necessary? Yeah. Yeah. Now, beyond that, do I have some sort of grand conspiracy as to this was the, this, we're going to look back on this in 30 years, like you said, and think this was one of the wildest, silliest times we've ever lived? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we, we've gone through some crazy things. You and I in our lifetimes have gone through some other crazy things that mm -hmm. in comparison, in comparison to this, and I'm just basing this off of my life and how I've lived my life over the last year and a half in comparison, this hasn't really been that crazy to me. It hasn't really been that weird. Now, is this because this is coming from a guy who's been working from home for the past two years and kind of sheltered in a way from it? I mean, not that, not that you're not seeing everything that's happening, but do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I don't feel sheltered at all. Okay. That's, the, that's my point. Okay. Do, my life has well, not changed. Okay. Other than last Christmas, I didn't see my parents, right? Yeah. And to be honest with you, the only reason that happened is because my goddamn wife was treating COVID patients. Right. So it just seemed like, all right, she's exposed to COVID when she goes to work. Let's not go around my parents who are in their 70s. Right. That's why. Yeah. You know, I, and if anyone looks at that and goes, you're a sheep, if like, no, I'm not. Yeah, that's These different. my brain. Yeah, that's different. I mean, I have family members who are nurses who have still not seen my son, and he's three months old today, that have still not seen my son because they work with COVID patients, and they have not felt comfortable coming around yet. Yeah. Now, look, I don't know your cousins. I don't know your family members, whoever you're talking about. That probably sucks to them, and that sucks to you, right? Again, 10 years from now, are you all going to look back on this and go, man, that really ruined our lives, really changed things for the worse? 
for all of us. I don't think so. I don't know. Like my, <clears throat> I told my wife yesterday, I said, I, all I can hope for right now is that our son was born in like the sweet spot of all this is going to be blown over by the time that he's in an age to where he's going to school. My prediction is yes, he'll be just fine. Yeah, I hope so. So will my son. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that's my prediction. Do I know, do I have any information that would lead me to believe strongly? No, that's just what I feel. <laughs> it's just a feeling. That's it. Um, but yeah, dudes, we, again, my life has not changed all that much. I just don't look at this as like. Well, here, so here I'm is. I'm not looking at it at the extreme that some people do. Okay. Now, you and I are doing a podcast right now. We have this platform. We're talking about this. People listen to it. I don't look at it like some other people do that we've talked about before, like Joe Rogan, where he's, he clearly has taken a turn. He's taken a turn from funny podcast guy to political COVID, anti-COVID, anti-vaccine sort of pro-freedom advocate, which is fine. And I just made all of those terms up. I haven't really gathered my thoughts as to what exactly he is, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's made that turn. I see him posting shit on Instagram now. Like, dude, it's like all conspiracy. Like he's back to being like conspiracy Joe Rogan. And the, the, honestly, the Joe Rogan that I didn't pay attention to it, it was never on my radar. Well, um, well, he, well, here's the thing is that so you're... I'm not going to that extreme. And that's what that's what I'm saying by bringing him up. OK, I'm not. And I. I get that, but where the extreme part comes in right now is we're talking about, we're really talking about people's livelihoods right now. <clears throat> like, especially with this mandate, you know, they're trying to mandate P, uh, co uh, companies that have 100 people or more are required to either all of their employees have to show a negative COVID test each week or they have to be vaccinated. One, one of the two, either way. Um, originally they were saying that the, the companies were going to have to pay for the testing each week, but this last article, the last deal that I read said that they, they don't, they just have to show proof of a negative COVID test and they, but if you're not vaccinated, you have to wear masks all the time, but yeah. we're also talking, that's a, that's a, that this mandate could possibly get around that and make it to where either you're vaccinated or you don't have a job. Now we're talking about your livelihood. You know, we're talking about losing our houses. We're talking about losing our vehicles, you know, things like that. We don't have a job because we don't want to get a vaccine that kind of being forced to get. So you're going to the extreme. I'm saying you have to at this point in the fact that okay. they're trying, that they're trying to force, you know, we're talking factories and, uh, you know, companies, all over okay. the U.S. Sure. That's fine. We can go to that extreme. Now let's go to another one. Okay. Let's go to a different extreme. You work for a company that say, let's say there's, uh, I don't know, you go to a complex where there's 3,000 people. Okay. 3,000 people. You're one of 3,000. You decide not to get vaccinated. And you decide not to follow the rules. And the rules are either get vaccinated or prove you're Negative, COVID negative. Now, 
being a person who doesn't want to abide by those rules, you're basically saying about all the other 2,999 people at your company that their elderly family members or elderly friends or elderly anyone who are around them are important to you. And if you pass along code to someone else who then gives it to one of those people and they die, you're okay with it. Is that an extreme you want to go to right now? Because that's real. And with the, we know that's real. You okay. Know, okay. We said, we, okay, but he, it's here. But, it's here to stay. We know who the, it impacts the most. But right? the thing is, is that just because you've been vaccinated doesn't mean you still can't get COVID and you still can't pass it to other people. I know we want to keep saying that and that's fine. But it's true. Okay. But at what level are you willing to say? And again, I'm just going to the opposite extreme. I know. You know, I know. I know, I know that if you're still vaccinated, you can find out. Yeah. Okay. Then why? Okay. So, but I'm going to the, that other extreme. So that's fine. But we know that if you are vaccinated, you're less likely to cause more damage. To, your, you to yourself. To other people too, because you are vaccinated. That's why, the, that's the point. It's the point. <laughs> are you as bummed out as I am right now? <laughs> I'm bummed. I'm bummed that we've <laughs> talked about it for this long. It pisses me off. We were we were doing so good. Like we, we had to bring it up every once in a while for like a minute or two, but now this has been like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I about- get, I get, dude, but you and I are, we're, we're talking about the same thing. We're, we're saying the same thing. I wanted to take it to that other extreme because I don't think people are thinking that way. Most anyway. Um, and it's fine if you don't think that way and you don't want to think that way, but it's reality. It's mm-hmm. reality. The, it, it, we, the argument that, well, you can still, and, and I've heard Kyrie Irving say this. I've heard a couple of the other NBA guys say this. Well, you can still get COVID. You can still give COVID to someone else if you're vaccinated. Okay. But of the people we've seen since the vaccine has been, uh, been become available, of the people we've seen still being impacted in horrible ways by COVID, they've been non-vaccinated people. The point of the vaccine is, is that if you get COVID, it doesn't kill you. Right. That's the point. Right. That's the point because we're dealing with an unpredictable virus. Okay. Correct. That's the point. So to all those folks that go, well, you can still give it to someone else. I know. No one ever said you couldn't. But again, if you do and they're vaccinated, they're less likely to die. Fair or not fair? Yeah. Okay. Yes. If they yes, are, if they are vaccinated, are... they are less likely to die. I understand that. Okay. So again, I go back to that extreme I just brought up. You're a person who works for a large company. You're around a ton of people every day. Are you willing to go to the extreme that all of those other people and all of their family members and all of their friends don't matter to you? That's cool if you are. I think I think you're going very extreme by that. Well, I think it's extreme to say that we're being forced to do something that logically speaking, if we're trying to save lives, makes sense. Right? Okay. Zevia cream soda. Uh-huh. Brought to you by Zevia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
right. My my point is I'm I'm still this is calling coming from someone who is vaccinated. I am vaccinated, but I am but I'm towing the line <clears throat> still on the forcing people to get it. I got it as a choice for myself and because I have a kid. Correct. And those kinds of things. And I, I don't I'm not trying to take up for either side. I just want I'm just trying to put the ideas out there on you know what what people are fighting for and that now we're we're really getting into an area where we're talking about people's livelihoods and and things along whether that's whether you the way you look at it is it's your choice on if this is your livelihood or not because you're choosing not to get the vaccine. Yeah. I get it, but the other side is, you know, you're being forced to do something. And I know forced is a seems like a harsh word, but being it's but it's like they're they're uh integrated the word mandated in for the word forcing yeah yeah no I, i'm with you We're, we and, and again I, i'm not saying either way i am vaccinated it was a choice uh, i was not forced to do it right however i understand why people would feel that they're being forced because all things considered they would be should this go through um but again, I would, I would, I would, I would dare to ask that: Are we really looking at the bigger picture? You know, and you bring up livelihoods, and that's all good and well. And I, I, I'm with you. Here's the thing: I saw a tweet today that, like, um, it was a picture of a sign that was on the front window of a hot topic. That you know what? Let me find it. Let me find it. Okay. So I can tell you word for word what it said. And it's just really, I don't know if it shouldn't, if it should have bothered me, but it did. Let's see if I can find it because I don't know who posted it. Um, damn, I'm probably not going to be able to find it. Fuck. Let me see if it's trending. It might be. Probably not. So is this just like a management posted this? Yeah. On the window? Okay. Yeah. And you tell me what you think about this. If I can find it. If I can't find it, I'm sorry I even brought it up and we're wasting time here. Um you can give us here a, it is. a synopsis. Here it is, oh, right here. Okay. So it's a paper sign that was made, put on the gate. God, that gate just brings back horror, just horrible <laughs> memories of working of, retail. Of skinny jeans? Um, yeah. Well, and emo people? Yeah. Uh, closed. Almost all of our staff waked out. Should have been walked. Could be why you're working on Hot Topic. Um, anyway, uh, almost all of our, no offense to anyone that works at Hot Topic, love your store. Almost all of our staff waked out due to the inability of the Hot Topic company to support and give a living wage. We cannot support ourselves and our families. We have worked so hard and cannot do this any longer. You cannot pay your workers in passion. Smiley face. Sorry for the inconvenience. What do you think about that? Now, I don't know how real that is. It was posted by a Twitter handle called Fuck You, I Quit. However, they have 25,000 followers. But the, I People, mean, in the, in the end, this is, is, this is just a wage thing. <clears throat> They're saying, like, did they try to get higher wages and were declined? And now feel, that, that's why they walked out? Feels like it. <clears throat> I mean, what could. Like, what can Hot Topic pay? Like, it's got to be minimum wage, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm I, sure. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Well, I mean, when, when you when you ask me what I think about that, like, 
I, I don't know how to really answer it. <clears throat> like if it's legit and it's, you know, we, they felt like they, what, for what they do, they needed more, like they deserve to get, to get raises and their wages should be higher. And they were declined and they walked out trying to make a statement. I mean, I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong. That sign's not about what they need. It's about what they feel they deserve. And to which my reply is, then go work somewhere else. Or stop spending your money on bullshit. Save. Work harder. Yeah, I mean, Be better. This, this, I, is, I, this is another major, you know, major news story right now, too, is all these people who are saying that they're not, they're not making enough, you know, McDonald's bumping their minimum wage up to $15 an hour and all this kinds of stuff, you know, it's, it's weird how it affects, you know, other companies and stuff too. Yeah. I'm going to ask you something and you better fucking answer me honestly. (laughs) I'm listening. You've been to McDonald's before. You just went. I did. Do you think the people who serve you your McDonald's deserve more money? Do you think they're working hard? No, absolutely not. Okay. That's when this whole thing came out with minimum wage and, and people at specific types of jobs and companies talking about, I deserve more money. Okay. We'll give you more money, but the service better be fucking great. Yeah. But you, you know, walked into a hot topic before, right? Do you think this 16-year-old standing behind the counter picking his asshole <laughs> deserves more money? No. Sorry. Like who 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 So this is management that put up the sign, I would imagine. So this is Okay, so you can't live off of their wages. Like I said, what are you doing? Let me let me ask you this, why if you're management of the store, do you need to give people an explanation? What do you mean? Like, do you need do you need to tell people why you're closed in that way? Do you need to say all of our people walked out because they wanted more money? Like, do when they put that sign up, do they make it look? Do they think they're making it look bad upon the employees? Or do they think they it's looking bad on Hot Topic for not paying their employees more money i don't I'm trying to make hot topic look bad yes yeah i just hmm. interesting i don't know how much do you exp- I, again the the and i had this conversation with i've had this conversation with quite a few people over the last year and a half people complaining about work and they're just going to collect unemployment because it's this and that and i go yeah but in this case, in this instance, with these these folks who walked out, isn't that kind of contradictory? How about you stay and work and save the wages you did make to live off of? So where are you walking out to? What are you doing? Right. Where are you going? Are you going somewhere else? Good. Go somewhere else that will pay you more. Right. Prove that you're worth the money you say you're worth. This has been something that's been... I almost made a social media post about this the other day too, because I was thinking about it. And I, I'm sure you're probably like this too. Like you probably pride yourself in like the the inner circle that you have, or the people that you have around you are people who are trying to better themselves in one way or another in their life, versus just somebody who's 
this is my life. This is I. This is what I do every day, and that that's it. Like I I I, I kind of try to. I kind of pride myself in making sure that the people like I'm keeping myself in a circle of people who are trying to better themselves one way or another. Where it's their job, they are they're working their ass off to try to get a better position, or you know trying to you know even if they're in a job they don't like, they're they're working their ass off to find to get a different job to better themselves or something along those lines. You know. Um, yeah. If you're working at Hot Topic, you're really not doing that. Now, I understand if you're a young kid, you're 16, 18 years old or whatever, and you're just doing retail while you're going to college or, you know, something like that. Okay, for the extra income, that's great. But if that's, if you're a 30-year-old guy and you're working at Hot Topic, your life ain't great. You need to, you know, maybe be, maybe be thinking about other, maybe be thinking about other avenues to take in life and not worry, and not worry about the, you know, $8 an hour that you're making at Hot Topic. Well, I, look, I would I would say this. If you're 30 and working at Hot Topic, I sure do hope that you're in a management position. You're not making $8 an hour. You're making livable money. Yeah. Now, is it great? No, not at all. But uh, I just, I don't, look, look, and, and look you, you, to, to defend the hypothetical 30-year-old that you just said still works at Hot Topic, he could be trying to work his way up to the corporate, up the corporate ladder. That's a, that's a good point. I agree and with that. And if you are, good. Yeah, more power to you. And if you are and you decided to join this walkout, well, then you're a fucking asshole. That's how I feel about <laughs> it. Look, man, um, I understand that I'm incredibly biased on this because, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't come, I don't come from a family growing up. We didn't have a lot of money, but my dad worked his fucking ass off to, give us as much as he could, especially the private education, which God, the money they could have saved, just not sending their kids to private school. It's just unreal, unreal how much money they'd have right now. But can, can I ask you that real quick? What do they just believe in private school more than public school? Is that like, why? Well, yeah. I mean, it had a lot to do with the school district I was in. It was not a good school district. So that was okay. part of the, part of the reasoning, but also grew up Catholic it's just you, it was the thing you did. You send your kids to Catholic school, okay, um, which is fine, whatever. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. They just—it's just, it's just it, the the way that they were raised and the way that the the family structure that they both my parents came from. That's just what you did, you know. Both of my parents went to Catholic schools, okay. So uh, we were going to go to Catholic schools, and they weren't breaking on that. Now, had we lived again, but this is this is where I come from. We didn't, we didn't live in an area where like, Hey, this is a thriving public school system. Your kids are going to go to there. It's just, it was not the way it was. Now I have friends that went to the public school that I would have gone to turn out fine. I'm not saying that like, it was like a failure (laughs) all around. I'm just saying that it's just not what my parents wanted for us. Fair enough. But, um, you know, so I, 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 I look at people who complain about wages and I look at people who complain about they can't take care of their family. Do I have some sympathy? Absolutely. Do I have some compassion for that? Absolutely. But at what point do you go, I got to do better. Right. Got to work harder. My dad did it. You know, he had two jobs. Always. You know, you know, and now always. the opposite side of that is that, you know, you came from a family, regardless of how much you had, you still had parents who worked their ass off. 
And you know, that's a, that's a different thing from somebody who maybe works at hot topic, who had uh, parents who didn't, who didn't, you know, really work their ass off to try to be anything better than they were. And that, you know, odds so, are if you're a 30 year old guy and you're working at hot topic and you're making $8 an hour, your parents are probably shitheads <laughs> or something. That's a bold statement. Sir. Tragically went wrong during <laughs> your childhood. It's possible, and I, I say that. I kind of mean it, but, but yeah, dude. Like, it's just you got to look at situations, and you got to go, okay, what could you be doing better? Right. Again, this is anecdotal. This is just me. This, but again, I. So my dad, two jobs. My parents rented out a room in our house for supplemental income, and a room above our garage for supplemental income. My parents sold tomatoes out of our garage for extra money. Like, and all of these things were necessary to keep everything pushing, keep everything moving. So it's like you said, you want to surround yourself with people who are trying to do better. That's how I was raised. And that's what I do. Do I have deadbeat friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Are we going to start naming people right now? <laughs> no, no, no. I love them. They're my homies. But yeah, I mean, but they're okay with what they do. They would never participate in a hot topic walkout. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't complain. They just they're cool with whatever, you know? You know, they it, don't need there there, but, there is there is something to say for that too though. Like there are people who maybe make minimum wage but love doing what they do and if that's the case yeah, and man, that makes you happy. Some of the happiest people yeah. in life don't have shit. Right. If you're happy, you know? then I I'm not I'm not downing you here. You know, if you're happy and that's really what makes you happy in life, that's great, but still be thinking about like could there be anything else that I could be doing that could better my life that I could still be happy doing? Maybe be looking for those things too. Yeah, but let's not even put a monetary sticker on it. Let's just talk about happiness and yeah, mental sure. health and like w what makes you feel good. You know, forget about money. And that's what I'm saying. Like there are people who don't have shit who are way happier than people who have all the money in the fucking world. Right. But they're miserable. They're fucking miserable and they're constantly looking for the next person who's going to tell them that they're great. Yeah. You know, and you see it all the time. Um, so, I mean, there's these deadbeat friends that I have. I, deadbeat's a bad word to use. They're just, uh, they're just cool with what they got. And they're not, not necessarily showing that much ambition, which is fine. They're not asking me for anything. They're not asking anyone else for anything. Right. They're just doing what they do. And again, I think they're probably happier than a lot of people who have millions of dollars, you know? True. If they were deadbeats and miserable, then I'd be like, hey, man, you got to do, do something. You got to do something for yourself here. But, you know, I don't have many of those people. I'm just saying. <laughs> we all have. We all have someone in our life that's like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like you said. Keep it moving. Keep it pushing. You know, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of keeping it moving and keeping it pushing, what about uh, this whole situation from what was that called Astro Fest or whatever? What was did you that? just make a joke about Astro World? I had to. How dare you, man? People died. It was a good segue. Take, it was a, it, it was a terrible, terrible segue. Take that back. Did okay? Did uh, did Travis Scott make an apology, or did he um, just make a statement about it? I don't know. I haven't seen that. Because I don't know how it could be his fault. It's not his fault. It's easy to point the finger at him because it's his festival. 
he put it together. But oh, he did. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he he's been doing it since twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh, they sold a hundred thousand tickets for this one in under thirty minutes. Oh my god, that's crazy. He did it. He's from Houston, which is where it was. He did it at the he does it at the old Astral World Six Flags location. So there's a lot of like hometown pride there from him and from everyone that goes. And not to mention, he's a fucking giant artist. He has huge artists on it. So like, does it make sense that so many people are there? Of course. Is it his fault? No. Why is it his fault? It's like I said, it's easy to point the finger at him, but no. You're saying he made a statement. I thought he did. Maybe I'm wrong. Says he's absolutely. This is from Rolling Stone. Stain. Travis Scott says he's absolutely devastated after Astral World tragedy. It is a fucking tragedy. But yeah, absolutely. This is not anything new. This has happened before. Um, I don't like some of the things that I've seen people saying about sort of like implying that it would happen at a festival like this. You know where I'm going with this. No, I don't uh, actually. That I, kind of an, what do you mean? Because of the type of festival it is? Yes. Okay. And okay, the type okay. of audience that it brings. Okay. Um, Kylie Jenner, mother of Travis Scott's daughter, Stormy, who's also a part of this. Oh, Travis and I are broken and devastated. My thoughts and prayer. Piece of shit. Rolling Stone, your website <laughs> sucks. <laughs> All right, Travis and I are broken and devastated. My thoughts and prayers are with all who lost their lives, were injured or affected in any way by yesterday's events. And also for Travis, who I know cares deeply for his fans in the Houston community. As for claims that Scott should have stopped the concert when he saw festival goers were passed out, I want to make it clear we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show and in no world would have continued filming or performing. And yeah, he's not going to know that. Right. Um, he's not. He's he's on stage. He's never going to know that, man. It's the same thing. We go back to like Woodstock 99 and Mike Biscuit like created that whole thing that happened. Like, no, they didn't know what was happening. They're on stage. They don't know what's going on. Can they see things happening? Sure. But that at the at the uh, at the actual level of things that are happening. No, they have no idea. I don't blame. I Charles, thought, but I'm also again, I thought. Didn't like that happen on like a different day than they were even up there or a different time that they were even up there or something? What do you mean? So give me what, what happened. Talking in, about Biscuit? Yeah. So what's that? They performed. They were not the headliner of their night, but during their performance, it, it, it started the night before because Corner headlined the night before and things were nutty. And you can see videos of this. I mean, it's fucking chaos, man. But. They weren't burning shit down yet. They weren't destroying things. But during Limp Biscuit being on stage, he kind of said some things that people thought amped up the crowd even more and got it to a point where uh, when they played the song called Break Stuff, <laughs> it started breaking shit. Um, not necessarily true. They were doing it prior to that, but things escalated there. And then by the time, you know, the Chili Peppers were on stage uh, the day after, it, it just had just escalated to a level of just... Nobody could control it. Nobody could stop it. Again, you don't blame Limp Biscuit for that. Right. Could he have said different things while he was on stage? Sure. But to think that he had the power to make fucking 300,000 people start breaking shit and burn the place down is ridiculous. Right. 
And so again, to think that Travis Scott, while on stage, knew that people were dying, knew that he could just with the flick of his, uh, with the snap of his fingers, make everything stop. No, those kids and those people made the decision to rush the stage. Right. We've seen it happen at other festivals before, man. Like it, it happens. It sucks, but it happens. Do you blame it on security? Do you blame it on the concert promoters? Do you blame it on the staff? I mean, that's a lot of people to contain no matter what. A lot of people to fight. It's a fucking, it's a shit show when you have that many people in a place, man. It's, it's, um, so it's a shame, man. Um, but again, not anything new. It's happened before. And sadly, it's probably gonna happen again. It's hard to, it's hard, dude. That's why I say like, these music festivals that fail and the ones that don't last long, they're hard to put together and they're hard to put together successfully. You know, priority number one is safety of all performer staff and attendees. That's priority number one, especially to these companies that put them together. Uh, it's easy to say, yeah, we have the money to put on a music festival, but then you have all of these other things you need to make sure happen. Dude, they're, priority number priority number one should be safety for everyone involved. Yeah, if you look if you look at these festivals and think about how many moving parts and how many people have to Insane. be involved to put one together, just ridiculous. Insane. Insane. And I know like I very sarcastically when we talked about a recent festival and the sound going out, I very sarcastically was like, Oh, imagine that. I'm joking. I understand the level right. of, of things that need to happen in order for that to make sure that that runs smoothly by itself. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, you know, being an asshole and a hater as usual, but, um, <laughs> so yeah, man, it's, it's a fucking shame, dude. I do. I, I don't know if I feel bad for Travis Scott. I feel bad for these, again, for these fucking idiots that go to Twitter and these fucking shitty media outlets that fucking they they just try to spin things in a way it's like hey man people died what are you talking what are you doing yeah you know um i i and it, i even got upset like i read a cnn story about it and they basically explained what astral world was and who travis scott is but then like the last little tidbit of the the article was like, what type of festival is this? And I'm like, does that need to be said now? Right. For the reader, you've already explained what Astral World is. You've already explained who Travis Scott is. I think we got it. It just felt very fucking cute, man. It's like, <laughs> well, what type of festival is this? Who's who's really coming to this festival? Right. It's just like, ugh. But again, it's again, I could be way overthinking that. But I see shit like that and I go, I don't know if that's necessary at this point. People have died. I don't think you need to tell us. What does it matter? Right. So if it were, would it be more of a tragedy if it were a fucking polka festival? Is that what you're saying? Fuck you, CNN. That's just how I feel. <laughs> like, I get it's, it. It's tragic regardless. Yeah. Regardless. It's that I don't care about what type of music it is. I don't care who Travis Scott is. It's tragic. Right. People died. Period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we have to, uh, well, you mentioned, you mentioned Limp Biscuit a while ago and I haven't asked you yet. Have you actually listened to the new album from Limp Biscuit yet? I tried and I, I'll try, I'll, I'll revisit it. I listened to the first three songs. Okay. Um, it's, it's fine. It's fine for what it's Limp Biscuit. Yeah. You know? Um, 
But don't you, don't you think that's what they're owning? Like it's it's Limp Biscuit. Like that's the that's the point. Yeah, and I, and good for them. I think they should. It, it was it's an inter- it's it's a self deprecating album too, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh... But it but like I said, it's I've been saying since, since the beginning. He they're just owning what they were and what they still are. Like is it's they just have to. it's just yeah. You can't vacate. You can't vacate that in any way and then all of a sudden go no 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 we're this serious or we're serious artists now i think in a lot of ways west borland did that and and turned a lot of people off when when he left limp biscuit for what he thought were going to be greener pastures he wanted to explore music and wanted to do his own thing i think in a lot of ways people kind of saw him as like a douche because of that it's like hey bro you fucking put in fucking black contacts and paint your face white and put on like a devil beard. Like what, what are we, what are we really talking about here? Um, but good for him. I mean, everybody wants to do there. Would be the, that's kind of what he needs to do that. That's kind of weird time. though. Right. Like, I, like I understand what you're saying, like the persona that he put on, but if you, I, I guess for people who look at it that way, they're thinking that he kind of looks at it like, well, I'm better than what this band is. Is that why they would look at him as a dude, like a douchebag uh, like who that? Who knows why anyone I mean, in an established, successful band leaves the band to do something else? I, again, I think it's a lot of yeah. I want to explore. I want some freedom to uh, explore music more and do things that I feel are that I have inside me. Which I mean happens uh, all the time, and I, sure. I I don't see why somebody who is is you know has the talent like that who wouldn't want to be creative in other spaces as well but then look down upon for it is weird i just think it's a lot of the ways you handle things and it's a lot of the things you say i just think there's tact to it and i don't know i just know i've i've heard people speak negatively about that situation with him gotcha uh people did it to fucking uh jason newstead when he left metallica but again we're talking about two huge bands that have huge fan bases loyal fucking militaristic fan bases right metallica more so um and people were upset at him for leaving and then you know doing what he did but that's the that's that's the nature of the beast that's going to happen uh so no i haven't listened to it all the way yet i will i'll eventually get through it um because of you and everyone else i have listened to a lot of don brocco lately what do you think man there's a lot of layers to that music yeah <sighs> You just say that. Can you just is that, say is hey, that the gross? Good. Don't tell is me. That gross? Don't tell me shit like that. Why is that gross? That's what turns me off. Why? Fuck your layers. <laughs> I, it, I don't care. Just say it's good, and I'll, and I'll check it out. I've had so many people trying to force feed that band down my throat. Oh, for really? A couple years now. Yeah, and I'm like, hey man, that's cool. I'll check it out. But they would say things like that. Like, There's a lot of like, fuck you. <laughs> I'll just listen to it. Just say they're cool. But anyway, uh, but I like them. I like them, man. It's I, I've I've submitted. You've got me. They got me. Yeah. They got me. I didn't know if this was uh, a band that was even in your wheelhouse or anything. I, I No, they were. They were they were very much on my radar. I thought in the beginning, and I'm saying the beginning of like the beginning of when people started talking to me about them, I found a lot of like gimmicky qualities about it, and I really can't stand that. Um, and I think that's why I slept on it for so long, but no, I'm in. It's it's fucking good. They're really good. That first um, that first song on that gum shield song on that album. Yeah. It, oh man, I don't know. For me, it's probably the douchiest thing to say, but it's a banger for me. Like, I, 
I love I love songs that have like an arc and then come back down and then all of a sudden just come back and kick you in the face again. Okay. I, oh, I agree. <laughs> you agree in a condescending way. I hate you so much. <laughs> you sound like you should be writing for Rolling Stone or something. Um, I agree. It's a good song. Good band. Very good. Uh, but I see like you sent me a lot of the newer stuff. I went back and revisited the old stuff that people told me about and man, they got, it's, it's good. I like them. So yeah, they got me. They got a new fan. Um, (laughs) there've been a couple of those bands and there's like specific people that will, will, uh, recommend them and they'll say things like that. Like it has layers. I'm like, I don't want to listen to it now. You grossed me out. So you, you don't want any of your music to have layers? You just want it to be, you just want people to say, hey, your music's good. I don't know. <laughs> like my music, do I want people to say it has layers? No. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. How about that? <laughs> it's going to have one layer. Yeah, That's it. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. People, people are going to say what they want. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying when you say that, but... I don't, I'm just, I don't need to know that. <laughs> so maybe if you're listening now and you've recommended a band or artist to me in the future, just say, Hey man, you should check this out. It's really good. And I'll, I'll listen. That's all you need to say. <laughs> well, just, just for the record, when I sent you that, I didn't tell you, dude, you this didn't. music has so much layer, so many layers. You didn't, but you just said it now. <laughs> and I almost ended the podcast. <laughs> I just put it into the pot. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, I again, I get what you're saying. It is a good song, so go check them out, people. They're called Don Bracco, and the song is called Gum Shield. Mm-hmm. It's Colt's favorite because it has many layers. Yeah, layers of of what would you what would you say it has layers of Colt? Mm, I don't know how to explain that. You said it. You so you don't know what you meant when you said it. Just many like there's a lot of things going on. If that makes any sense. I know that's okay. bro- I know that's just as broad as saying layers. I get it, but okay, it's fine. Thank you for recommending that song. I enjoyed it. <laughs> You're welcome. And they the also videos they- are weird, huh? I only seen that one that I sent you. Have you watched more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. So I, I so there the song every is it called everyone or every day? Every everyone. Hold on. Off of I watched the it. New... I watched it last night. Let me look at my history here. Off the new Which album or an older album? No, no, it's old. It's older. Okay, Hold on, I'll find it. It's called Everybody. Sorry. Okay. It's from five years ago. Okay. Uh. So anyway, great fucking song, and it's actually it's probably the song that put me over the edge on them, and I was like, all right, I'm fucking in. Nice. But um, video's weird, and then I watched a live performance, even weirder go later you don't do it now but go later and and youtube their performance of the song everybody from warp tour okay weird you'll yeah. you'll know what i'm saying but essentially dude comes out as the cowboy you know like do you remember fuck what was the video that had i think it was like a primus video again we're talking about weirdos they had like the cowboys in the video but like do you know what i'm talking about mm it, it, then there's no context for what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, okay. it's weird. Go check it out. Uh, 
damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have the, like the song Bruce Willis that just came out a week ago, or the video came out a week ago. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. Dude, weird stuff. Anyway. Hmm. Um, what? What? Bruce Willis, you have not So I want to point out that in this music video, Bruce Willis's head is in the clouds. And it's like he's singing to Bruce Willis while on fire. Nice. Anyway. That's a weird song, right? I mean, I only played 21 (laughs) seconds. It's fucking weird, right? It has layers. It does have layers. So many layers. There's a lot of things going on in that song. Anyway. um, So go check them out, people. Yeah. Well, before we get out of here, do you want to talk about a little UFC from last night? Massive I mean, card not probably, to talk about. We should probably thank Kamara Usman for not letting Colby Covington become champion. Thank God. I want but to thank him for that. Yes, I will thank, thank him for that. So but much, unfortunately, I have to give some props to Colby Covington because he's a fucking warrior, dude. I do too, man. He's Look, I'll say this. He looked... Didn't look the same for about three and a half rounds, meaning like his pace and his pressure. He got, he started to have a little bit of success, but I felt like it was way too late, especially after that second round where, dude, the way he dropped. I was Twice. Like, Oof. Oof. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, but also the way that he handled things after the fight, going up to him and saying, hey, this was, you know, I was just trying to sell pay-per-views. This isn't real life. This and that. Good for him. And good for Kamaru for accepting that. Kamaru could have been like, get the fuck out of my face. Right. You brought up my dad being in prison and shit. Like, fuck you. But Kamaru was the better, bigger guy. Said, cool. Squashed it. And look, I, I tweeted this after the fight was over. It was fun for two fights, but now we can all move on, thankfully. Yes. We can all move on from this. Because like you said, if Colby Covington would have won, do we really want to sit around for a trilogy and all the antics and all of the things again? I'm exhausted of it. I just, isn't, that, isn't that weird too, to think about? Like if Colby would have won that fight, the end would have been completely different. Like there would have been no, uh, you know, shaking hands and telling oh, each other, sure. telling each other, yeah, yeah. you know, this was just a gimmick kind of thing because now they know, well, there's going to be a trilogy and we've got to have a buildup. We can't be like, you know, just chalking it up right now. We've got, we've still got something to build. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, good fucking fight. And you're right, Colby's, as much as I can't stand him, he's he's a he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Yeah, those two beatings that he took from Kamaro and two, I mean, that's he's shaving years off of his life, dude. Because again, he had success last night, but let's be honest. Look at his face after the fight. Look at Kamaro's. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, whew. um, good card all around. Michael Chandler's a uh, he's a crazy person, right? Yeah, man. Have I, you I, ever I, seen anyone? drop their hands and put their chin out and walk straight to Justin Gaethje with their chin out like that. I I told you, I told you last night, like my wife with a sleeping baby is sitting on the couch next to me and I'm yelling at the TV saying, Chandler, don't do that. That is a terrible idea. He survived. He did. I don't know how, But man, I tell you what, that first round was like, he, he blew his whole tank in that first round because he was just throwing bombs. Yeah, that was uh, probably not the best strategy if you want to fight Justin Gaethje, but that was um, was definitely was definitely uh, entertaining. That's probably fight of the year, right? It's got to be. 
I would think so. As much that happened in three rounds. Yeah, imagine if that's a five-rounder. Dude. Oh. Yeah. Maybe he paces himself more, too, if he if he knows he has five rounds. But hey. it's kind of crazy that, like, the shit that he did in that fight and the shots that he took, the shot that Oliveira dropped him with and then eventually finished him, it's like, it's two different guys, right? Yeah. For I mean, sure. look, he, he... I don't know how he survived that uppercut, but he did. That's a much more powerful shot that just shuts anyone's lights out. So like, you're thinking like that was vintage Michael Chandler. I mean, if you've ever watched those fights with Eddie Alvarez and his fights with like Will Brooks in Bellator and like, dude, again, talking about shaving years off of your life. I said before the fight, I was like, this is a horrible fight for him. Like his chin is just so compromised at this point. Shut me up. I mean, he got, he got, he got wobbled a few times for sure, but. Not wobbled. He got dropped. Well, Are you talking about Chandler or Gaethje? Chandler. Oh, no, he got, I mean, dude, his, he, his eyes rolled in the back of his head on that uppercut. Yeah. And he woke up when he hit the ground and then somehow survived. But yeah, that's uh It's crazy how the muscle memory thing comes into play though in fights, right? Like, I don't know if people really understand that, you know, your body just gets so used to being in certain scenarios because you do it over and over and over again. And then when, so when something like that happens, it's like your, you know, your, your brain just kind of makes your body do what it's going to, what it thinks it's supposed to do in scenarios. Yeah. 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 Especially for him, especially for him. Speaking of that though, as far as the commentating team goes for the UFC. So Justin Gagey clearly won. I will give him that. However, from the get go, clearly. Uh, well, okay. So what I told, what I messaged you was, if they gave the first round to Chandler, and Chandler got the takedown in the third, there was a chance that he could have taken that fight. Gaethje won. I was kidding. But Call wasn't it. there a what? What, I, what did I message you? There, the somebody called it a. It was it was a massive split difference in the third. The, from the third judge. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. I think it was 30-27, right? Uh, let's see what I... Yeah. It should not have been a 30-27. I, don't, I, I disagree with that yeah. completely. But you've always got that one judge that's in there, like, yeah. completely different than everybody else, which makes no sense at all. You, you If anything, the first round's a draw, or Chandler won, won the first round. You yeah. don't... It's... Yeah. I, anyway. Uh, either, so you're saying that... The, but either that way, yeah. Rogan, as far as commentating team goes, man, like, they... I was I was trying to be I was trying to just listen to the commentating to see if maybe I was over analyzing it, but the whole time it was literally bad mouthing Chandler and beefing up Gagey. I thought. What were, saying, what were they saying about Chandler? Well, I don't remember this. Okay, I take that back. Not really bad mouthing. I, I would say more of the emphasis was on Gagey the entire time and everything that he's doing yes. well. And talking about Chandler gassing and things like that. So like, I wouldn't say they're really that bad mouthing Chandler, but you could definitely tell where the bias lands as far as, and I don't know if that comes from like a, well, Chandler is a Bellator guy and he comes over. So maybe he's not really our UFC guy kind of thing, or if they just like Gagey better or what, but you would think it would be even more fun if you had like a commentator commentators kind of going back and forth a little bit about like one who is biased towards one versus the other, but it wasn't what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to tell us about what they're seeing and they might be wrong, 
and what they're seeing. But that's that's ultimately what they were doing. I'll tell you a more egregious example of that was the Phil Haas, Chris Curtis fight. Until Phil Haas got finished, they were pro Phil Haas. I mean, he couldn't do anything wrong. He could do no wrong. They said not one thing about Chris Curtis's skills, about anything. Wow. In fact, we're even like, he's got to do something or whatever, you know. Um, But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I kind of feel that way about Justin Gaethje. I think it's a Justin Gaethje thing because he's such a fucking animal and the way he fights. I think if you're, if you're commentating a Justin Gaethje fight, you're very prone to just call out the madness in Justin Gaethje. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. I did, I did text a few people. I didn't send you this text, but I was like, God, I'm sorry to bring this up again, but is it just me or is Joe Rogan bad at his job now? <laughs> like getting names wrong, not controlling the interviews that he does in the octagon after the fights. Like he just talking about like, NFTs during the fight. You didn't like that, huh? <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We we're way too much on the internet. And, that, and that was, that was kind of his, and that was a way of him like plugging the podcast without plugging the podcast too. He's like, I've, 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 I've talked to 10 different people who are a lot smarter than me and I can't figure it out. <laughs> He's made that joke already, but go on. Yeah. Um, you know who you know who sucks more than he does? I'm listening. Stephen A. Smith. Oh yeah. Fuck. Man, he still like Fuck. he still only has a few things to say. And that's it. He has nothing to say. It was so I was so angry because on this podcast. <laughs> You asked, well, why does he only seem to do Connor fights? Or you said like, and I go, because he can talk about Connor because Connor's Connor. He doesn't have to know MMA to be at a Connor fight. And I used Kamara Usman as an example. I said, you'll never see him at a Kamara Usman fight because he wouldn't know what he was watching. And for the most part, he still did that. He talked, he, his, his points were very surface. Yes. It just said things that are obvious that you can find on Wikipedia. Um, the, the, the troubling thing to me is he's like, yeah, I had basically admitted to us all that he didn't start watching MMA until th- 2017. Yeah. Then if that's the case, you have no right to be. There are so many more qualified people. And I bet, he, st- I bet he still doesn't watch it. Yeah, he probably doesn't. He, I mean, he. it doesn't even seem like he does like watch his tape or anything like that to find out anything about these fighters or anything like that. Because like you said, everything that he said is sur- says is surface level. And or he's it's just all, repeating what other people have already said. Yeah, and it's it's all Doesn't. about that last fight, pretty much. It, what he, you know, yeah. that's all. That he, that's, yeah. Look, that's the way a guy like that. That's the way his brain works because that's what his employers want him to do. He doesn't need to know technique. He doesn't need to know any of that stuff, and that's fine. That's what we ask of these guys. And you know, I, I the one thing that bothers me is. Sorry to bring him up again, but I hear guys like Brendan Schaub say, yeah, they, they use Stephen A. Smith because he's the biggest draw. I don't even know what that means. What does that even mean? People aren't watching the, the pay-per-views because Stephen A. Smith is going to be on it. The biggest draw as far as like, just, cause of con- like controversy or because he's so... Uh, I guess because he thinks people like to pay attention to him more because of the, thing, because of the controversial things he says, because of the... But the he's, he's, on, he's on the show for what maybe a minute and a half the entire fight yeah i just don't think well again i'm using a terrible example because he's a big dummy but i like draw is a bad i get what he's trying to say but draw is not the right word 
you know, he's, he is who he is because of the, the hot take fucking era that we're living in. And probably it's going to be this way forever now, but he's the king of hot takes. I just like people I don't, aren't tuning into the UFC pay-per-views for his hot takes. Exactly. I don't you see know? I don't see anybody who is a fan of Stephen A. Smith purp- purposely coming over to watch a UFC pay-per-view just because he's on it. Yeah. But and that's why I brought it up. It's just like a it's like a dumb statement to be in defense of Stephen A. Smith being there. He doesn't belong there. There are other guys who can talk MMA who should be there. If you had you to know? choose between Stephen A. Smith or Brendan Schaub to do that job, who would you pick? Brendan Schaub. Yeah. I really hate that I say that. I think they should put somebody like Chris D'Elia on. Actually, no, no, no. How about how about neither? Neither? Yeah. Can we have like a hologram of anyone else? Can we do that? Like, Who would you rather have between those two? Probably Brendan Schaub. Yeah. But it goes back to what you said is that if you're only going to be on there for like a few seconds at a time... You don't necessarily need an MMA mind in the position. It you, need, be you need somebody less annoying than Stephen you A. Smith. You need someone to be entertaining. Yeah, but you don't. But if you're not going to be able to really have the time to get into like what each fighter's good with and ba- you know their downfalls and things like that, then you don't necessarily have to have a Brennan. You know, somebody who's MMA minded. Yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right.